Hi, Megan. Hi, Becky. Hello, everybody that's watching. I'm hoping that there's a lot of you, but hopefully there'll be more as the podcast progresses. My name's Becky. I'm the director of New City Productions. That's a production company based in Belfast for stage and screen. They just decided to launch in the middle of the pandemic because that's a prime time to launch a company. Um, and I wanted to set up a podcast to talk about the arts here of Northern Ireland. And I just couldn't do it without my sister, my soulmate, my artist, my best friend in the whole world, Megan Keenan. Hi. <laughs> Megan, do you want to give a little bit of insight on like, like who you are and what you do like in the arts industry? Sure, no problem. Uh, my name is Megan, as we said, and uh, I am a drama facilitator, an actor. Um, I've worked in theatres as a host um, since about 2015. So I see the audiences coming in and out. I see the types of shows that are coming in and out. Um, since I was about 14 years old, I have just eat, breathe, sleep, drama, plays, art. So um, I'm a big drama nerd and um, that will be reflected on my opinions uh, when we go through this Totally <laughs> non-biased podcast. We're, we're, we're definitely one side of the, of the argument. Um, but yeah, no, I wanted to start this podcast with, um, with you, Megs, because I wanted to have something where we could provide consistent um, sort of episodes and feedback. And I love a podcast like, I'm a big audible person, so I love like listen, like I love listening, and like if I can put up a podcast or a video and like cook or you know just do whatever, like I really enjoy that. Like that's I'm like uh, yeah, I'll take like forty minutes, get a cup of tea, and it's usually the murder mystery ones. So <laughs> I'm hoping that we we also attract those people. Don't know how we'll do that. Maybe the artist vibe will just pull them in. Um, but yes, yeah, so this is our first ever episode, the premiere episode. Um, and this episode is dedicated to the survey that we conducted uh, about three weeks ago now, which is crazy time flies, um, which we conducted to find out more information about our artists living in Northern Ireland, what you guys need. And like I said, we launched um, throughout, the, throughout the pandemic in July time, but we're registered as a company from 2019. So basically my idea was that I already had a one year, two year business plan for the company. And then when COVID hit and like my dad lost work and I lost work, I thought I feel a bit selfish only applying for projects that I want when there's so many artists here that can't avail of this funding. So then I put up that video, which was like the first video that the New City Productions page had. And I got like 400 artists emailing me. I had Skype calls coming at my ears, like three to four Skype calls or like some of them were even two and two in a day. Like it was insane. Um, but it gave me a really big scope of like the industry here and like in Northern Ireland. And I even met up with people in the, do you remember the break? Remember when we had like a glimmer of hope? <laughs> I met up with people. Um, and I learned about different, different types of artists, musicians, like uh, film writers and like loads of people who wouldn't necessarily, wouldn't maybe necessarily think when you think the arts um, in Northern Ireland, specifically because like, the Arts Council not fund artists um, and maybe not so much other demographics. So it was interesting to sort of um, get speaking to all those people. So I thought like there must be something we can do to address the needs of the artists here in Northern Ireland. So I thought I'm going to create this survey. I'm going to put it on the big platforms of that most of, most of our artists know, the media therapy groups, the, um, what's it, actors, NI actors, tweet up, is it or something? What's the other one? Freelancers surviving Corona. <laughs> as well, surviving Corona, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was Pinder, and I was like, yeah, represent. Um, so, <laughs> so we got we got some responses, and that's what really this episode's dedicated to. Um, our survey says, let's chat about what the survey revealed. And the first thing I wanted to flag, because we were actually, this is actually our, if we're being very transparent, <laughs> let's just be real. This is our second take of this podcast. I thought you weren't going to reveal that. <laughs> there is I have no shame <laughs> I literally have no shame this is our second take um uh, of the long version of the podcast because um I have a tendency to detour unless I'm given notes and I feel like that's an artist thing like we just tend to be like da -da 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 and and I thought <laughs> I was like I don't need a prompt it turns out I do I was very wrong I need a prompt so <laughs> 
So thankfully, Megan has decided to um, to come back with me. And we're also joined by our anonymous uh, tech support who shall remain nameless until episode three. So stay tuned to find out who that is. <laughs> <laughs> Place your bets. <laughs> so yeah, so um, Megs, have you had a chance to have a wee nosy over the survey or did you actually fill out the survey yourself? I did. I filled it out and I uh, pestered every person in the performing arts that I know to also fill it out. So thank <laughs> you to everybody who I have um, DM'd this to who filled it out because we really did get a very good turnout. Um, and yeah, I was going through and I love the comments section, the, you know, if you have anything to add. It is because uh, <laughs> it is dramatic to say the least. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I was particularly shocked by any of the results, but that saddens me because um, I was thinking the worst. So I, I wanted to be surprised, uh, and I'm not. But we will reveal that as through the different questions. Yeah. And, and, you know, I was hoping, uh, in the interest of transparency, I'll reveal that I'm also uploading the survey in, in form of a PDF because here's here's my issue with surveys, right? I'm not really a survey person. I really like doing surveys, right? But I do realise that there is a purpose to doing a survey. Um, and this particular survey, more so than any survey um, that I have seen or, or took part in, it is a real grassroots survey. Um, and, and the reason why we've set up this podcast really is to gather more insight into what the artists need. But it's all well and good getting what they need. If you're not, if you're not going to do anything about it, it's kind of redundant. Um, and I, I'm sort of not sure whether or not to reveal yet exactly my purpose for, for gathering all of this information and what my intention is. I've spoken to like 400 artists. If any of you click into this, <laughs> I know one of you is going to comment in the comment section being like, mm, we know. Um, but there is a reason. <laughs> And I'm relentless um, and very stubborn. And I do believe that if we all are saying the same sorts of things, um, which we are, which you can see in the comment section, it's it's not uh, outside of the box things. Uh, there's a real thread of consistency. Um, that, that, that we're obviously highlighting similar problems and, and from a spectrum of people who are new and established. So it has to be addressed. But for the interest of yeah transparency, there was between 108 and 122 people that completed the survey. The discrepancy was because uh, in this particular survey that I used, um, you could click questions that you wanted to answer, and also uh, while I have while I'm talking about this, you also see there was a there's a percentage discrepancy in some of the um, in some of the questions, and they don't add the 100. And I feel like the reason for this is, and it's only present in about two or three of the questions, is because I sent this to every theatre that was mentioned in the survey. I also sent it to all of the Northern Ireland universities, theatre companies, and, uh, and anybody that would work with artists, I sent it to them, right? Although I don't think I covered all of the theatre companies, but my, my main focus was to cover the people who are working with artists like every single day so and obviously the best way to do that is to get the big companies like you know the Lurk, the mac um and all these ones and ones i wasn't even familiar with <clears throat> so i reached out to all of them university of ulster queens everybody that was the, that i thought was big that could share this across the platform and i think when i was downloading it because i had an email back from one of the universities saying um we've sent this out to our students and it was the night that i was downloading it that the email came in and I thought I've probably intercepted something here <laughs> so I feel like what happened was the survey freaked out a little bit and it didn't, it didn't really calculate all of the numbers so just go with the ballpark average figures like we'll be getting all uptight okay I'll do another survey it, you know I'll don't worry about it um, and the reason it was only two weeks it was out for, and the reason why it was only out for two weeks was because they wanted you to pay £150 after um, to actually get the results. As I, so I was emailing them, like, that wasn't stipulated to me. Um, so there was a lot of other, like, there were some other tech issues that were going on behind the scenes. But we do know that 122 people participated in the survey. 
um, but we know that the results vary per, per question. And you can actually see that in the PDF breakdown. So if you're wondering what's that about and why is some of the percentages slightly off, um, that's that's why, um, because I downloaded it in the middle of people doing it. <laughs> you didn't have to answer every question. So that again is why some of them, um, so if you, if you stipulated that you work in the arts, then the next two questions work for you. And if you didn't, they weren't. So that's why some of them don't have the full. Yeah, exactly. If you don't work in the arts, it says like, yeah, do you work in the arts? Yes. And then the next section was like, what do you think? So you're exactly right, Meg. So that's why you're seeing some numbers different. So I just wanted to to raise that. Um, and yeah, so then the other thing I wanted to talk to you about was the stage and screen statistics. Um, I'm wondering if we can put them up. Meg, you tell me when they're up because I'm not very good at all this tech stuff. That's them up. That's them up. Great. Um, so we have 20, 28% of people. Is that what you're saying, Megs? Am, am I saying the same thing that you're saying? 28% of people have a screen. Mm-hmm. And 73 people for stage. Mm-hmm. So 28% for screen. 28%. Now, this is of approximately, a, this is of 122 people. So 28%. That's a hefty number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like that's over a quarter, right? So why do we not have more film resources or do we? Am I just being really ignorant? Is there, if you wanted to create a film piece, where are your avenues to do that, to explore that financially? Well, I feel like what lets you, what lets you down there is that um, the, you'll know more about this Becky than I do, but that uh, the, I've forgotten the name of the department. The arts, the arts council don't fund film projects. Yeah, they don't fund film. No. Yeah. So, so if you are a solo artist and your medium is film, that is already a huge venue, um, venue of venue, avenue. Thank you to technical support. <laughs> that is a huge <laughs> avenue that's already that's already cut off to you and it is the main one that people go to and it's the main one that's known about so if there isn't companies like new city productions that can help you apply for funding and show you show you other avenues to do that then you're seeing the first door that you come to closed in your face and i know that that can really demoralize people well here's here's yeah i think i think you're right that there's a, i think there's an expectation for film people to front the cost which <laughs> is ludicrous because film you know historically is more expensive um but i wanted to pull actually um another question up one of the magic wheels question number 10 um which is uh why do you not attend the theater more often uh, tell me when you've got that up next we've got it he's very quick <laughs> And you'll see that the light green color, 35% of people say they haven't got the time. That's mm-hmm. the highest statistic that we have. 35%, 35% of people, which was 36 people in this instance, was saying, I haven't got the time, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I would bet that they have the time to watch Breaking Bad. Right? <laughs> they are dedicating their time to film, series. Like, they're dedicating their time to that. So, to see that... I think there, I think it's just an interesting percentage that 36% of people or 35, 35% of people aren't going to the theatres because they haven't got the time. And I'm wondering how many of those people are also present in the percentage of screen. I just feel like there's a, what I'm trying to hit at is I think there's a lot of people and I, I know because I spoke to them over the, the summer and it was, you know, it was heartbreaking because I wasn't aware uh, that the Arts Council stand was very rigid on we do not support film. Mm-hmm. And during COVID, there was leniency surrounding pre-recorded uh, content or content that could be available or adapted to live performances that were adapted uh, through COVID. And, you know, I'm speaking to these people and some of them, if they're watching this, like, they'll know that I'm talking about them. But some of them were on really beautiful topics like mental health um, losing people through COVID grief you know and and I just thought like this is so beautiful like I'd love to be able to support this and I ended up having to go into like mental health uh, funding rather than the arts funding because it wasn't present 
And I mean, I spent, there was times I spent maybe six to eight hours on one person's application, just trying to hustle to find it. But if the money's not there, the money's not there. Um, and it was gut-wrenching because their ideas were entirely valid and they were really worthwhile and really they really would have made an impact. But when the money's not there, it can make you feel like that you're being underappreciated. You know, and if, if I've seen any consistent strain, it was that people's confidence has just been knocked through COVID. Like, their worth has just, like, plummeted the whole way to the ground. Like, and a lot of the conversations I've had with people, there's just trying to inspire them to still stay in the arts. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's the reality, you know? I think there's, an, there's another side to the stage and screen um sort of comparison and that um just before covid i really feel like um the different uh council departments were really pushing northern ireland as a place to be for for film um after game of thrones left i know there's a net a netflix series that has invested in northern ireland and will be filming here Um, yes exactly there's lots of different um film projects coming so why would they not want um to make it easy to access funding for solo artists who can work on their own projects who can work on the big projects coming in how how are we as a a a community supposed to skill up if there is no avenue for our for us to follow our own projects and you know to get those creative itches scratched you know, when you have an idea and you want to bring it forward, if you're getting every door shut in your face, then you're not going to move on to work with other people and collab with other film projects. So are we the epicenter of the film industry or are we not? You know, if you want if you want to build that here, then you need to support up and coming artists and people who are wanting to go into film. Because if you don't support them, they'll go and do something else. And also, yeah, 100%. And also the established artists or the older artists, because that's really prevalent in the comment section at the bottom of the survey, that some of the more established artists and what a couple of comments actually reference the word older. So, like, I'm not I'm not making that statement. And um, feel like the whole push is all about young artists, uh, like mm-hmm. emerging artists. Um, and they feel like, well, what about us? you know like you're not looking after us and we're here you know (laughs) you know so that's something that I'm definitely looking to address and I'm already speaking to business teams about how to do that um because it is devastating and I think a lot of work is slipping through the cracks because they're not being given the opportunity to uh really explore it um so I do think it's worthwhile in saying that if there's anybody watching that's involved in the film industry or involved in media um, I'm certainly, certainly on the case. Comment below what you think you need. Um, we are listening. Um, and it must be devastating to watch actors and writers and um, other or other artists get funded when you can't. You know, especially in such a multi, multi-billion pound industry, like, you know, and you're not, be, you're being undervalued. So I, I, I see you and I would like to know what you need. Comment below um yeah so then the other thing i wanted to flag was we put in another section right um so in that instance where i was saying you know i'm just going to draw back the question 10 where it says why do you not attend the theater more often you'll see the statistic breakdown and then it says other right four percent people said other like for another reason And, and they had the option to specify if they wanted to some people didn't but you can see below the people wrote their reasons as to why they didn't attend more often um, and I feel like the, the other question sort of opened the survey right up. And it opened it up in terms of people expressing to us, like their feelings, but also theatres or other groups that they attend that weren't mentioned in the survey. You know, like there was places that, like to be honest with you, when I looked up like theatre spaces, um, I just went on like the likes of like TripAdvisor and I, I went through a whole bunch of websites to find the top ones. And then I intentionally filtered in the other question to see what the community was saying, you know, and I think I think it's given a really unique flavor. Like we were saying, Meg's on the first on trial one of this podcast. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Take one, the minority group question, which was I'm getting that up for tech support. Question six. 
uh, question six, which which was quite funky. Fifty six percent of people do not belong to a minority group, um, and there was three percent that were other. And Megs, when you were looking at the comment section, what did you see yeah. there? You you really <laughs> say this sentence like it's your first time saying it. <laughs> My favorite question because of the comments. Um, whoever they are out there because it was all anonymous but somebody wrote that they felt like being part of the working class community felt like being in a minority when looking at the stage because um, they're not represented in the plays that are on and if there is a working class character or a working class vibe going on say like um, in a pantomime um that it's very jokey ha ha we're the butt of the joke kind of um vibe coming off of the place uh whereas when you look back <laughs> in northern ireland's history um when we think of the place of martin lynch those are plays that are about real relatable working class people um and I feel that possibly the troubles aspect maybe puts people off of writing working class stories, but not every storyline has to be about that. Um, and it can very much be underlying or in the background as it is, I feel, now in, in uh, the working class communities in Northern Ireland, you know, it's very much there. But there are other stories going on. For example, this massive pandemic. You know, you could write a play now about um, a family in in working class Belfast who are all stuck in the house on top of each other and ready to murder each other. Like, you know, you can. You, there's so many stories in this community that I feel get left behind or are approached in a very comical whimsical sort of voice yeah I definitely agree I think that and you know what it's funny that you're raising that point because that is mentioned a good couple times I think I counted the comments I did count the comments earlier but I kept recounting some of them you like when you ever read the same line twice in the book and then you you read it and then you go back to the sentence and you're like I just read that um so I was counting I was counting the comments I think there was maybe 87 people filled out the comment section there was a uh, that might be wrong people will correct me I have no doubt in the comment section um but there was a lot of people that chose to comment when they could have not commented and what exactly what you just said came up a good couple of times that the on-stage stories um, and and like in that question or sorry in the theater question I I actually mentioned is it the content is the mm -hmm. content that's interesting to you and 22% of people said, yeah, it was like, the, the, no, that, that, that content's a broad stroke term. It doesn't apply necessarily to a Protestant Catholic, you know, play. That's not mm -hmm. what I'm implying. Um, but it, it is interesting to see that perhaps the content that we're putting on stages is not interesting uh, mm -hmm. for our audiences um, and isn't something that maybe the working class community would want to see. Yes. Or other, other you know, yeah, because I, I feel like, it's an interesting topic for discussion and I think that's what we've done. We've just took the lid off the jar on that one slightly just to see what's going on. That's why, like I said, I want the conversation to continue in the comment section because I am structuring something um, and I'm going to put my whole heart and soul into trying to, to fix this community because I feel like without us artists, without us um, like creators, the industry doesn't exist. So there is no big wig that's going to tell me that I'm not valued, <laughs> even though I may be made to feel it. And I don't get me wrong, like there's throughout this pandemic, I didn't even draw my eyebrows on for like three months. I had rock bottom, my calendar collapsed in front of me and it was devastating. Um, and I went through a whole identity crisis and it was really, really difficult. Um, but I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> um, and I just feel like, I'm, I got a rally, I got a campaign, I got to make a change. I, I, you know, everything that's coming through with the survey is just proven to be more and more that there is a need for um, a better structure to the community and a basic income, you know, like a, a, a basic income um, and support service for our artists. So um, I feel like 
the more people that are replying and engaging with the survey, the more I'm strengthening an argument that I'm willing to put to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I think every artist, gee, not even in Northern Ireland, in the world, every artist in the arts industry can relate to what you were just talking about. I myself, you know, went through a huge dip during um, the pandemic because I thrive on working with children and bringing drama out into the community and, and all that was stopped. Um, and I think the industry is on its knees. So we have two choices as the community. We can watch it crumble and go back into something that's not really functioning, wasn't functioning great before the pandemic and is now lifeless, or we can rebuild. And we can rebuild by putting on the types of plays that we want to see putting on plays that reflect the community around us, that show different types of people and different types of stories, putting being in theatres that are accessible to physically disabled people, that you can physically get in and out, that there's um, good access for people who are deaf, who are blind. I want to re be part of this rebuild that is going to make theatre more inclusive and not just for middle-class people who, you know, like to go out and see a show and, you know, go to the bar afterwards. That's all amazing. And um, from working in the theatre, I love those people. I've had great nights working with that type of audience. But I just want more. I don't want going to the theatre to be a treat or something that you think, oh, like we've seen in the survey, I don't have time for that. You know, it should be something that you make time for if you've time to go to a restaurant, catch a show after, go out and support the performing arts community because hopefully we will be there putting on the shows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think you're I think you're you're definitely right in that um the arts is is a community and, and we certainly need the support of the the rest of the community, not just our artists, friends and family who all go to support our shows and that, but uh and people who are separate people. It's the non-theatre goers that we're trying to, that I'm trying to appeal to. Um, and for me particularly that's the 16 to 25 year old demographic. That's who I'm targeting um uh, in Northern Ireland, the Northern Ireland community. And when I say community, that means Everybody who lives and is a resident in Northern Ireland, thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> that means, okay. That means, that means <laughs> everybody in Northern Ireland, thank you. Okay. That does not mean <laughs> certain we see those. I mean, like me and Megan, we originally maybe worked in the in the lurk and the in the theatre together. And that's how we came up together. So we and I've also then I've done a lot of work in other theatres and I've seen I've seen the people who are coming in and I feel like it's you know when I was doing when I was doing my degree um my brother was asking him he's really bright I was asking him like about this essay and I couldn't like I still wasn't developing you like the analytical skills you need for essays and I said to him like, like what like can you can you explain this to me and um, this particular article and he said what's not there yeah. and I remember this was so poignant to me um they do these big life like ex like external moments that you have where you sort of like come out of your own body and then you're like that was so profound and my, I have those golden time moments. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it was. And I was like, "Yeah, who's who's not coming to this theater?" And you know, as as a sign language, a licensed sign language interpreter, um, me, um, <laughs> just in case people are like, "Who?" Oh. Uh, I don't see a lot of the deaf community coming. I don't see a lot of deaf content on on uh, mainstream on stages. Um, and I see a lot of uh oh approach to disability which is infuriating um so i i feel like i have a push to change that narrative um and what the the, the full circle thing that i made the point that i'm making is who's not coming and and that's really inspired me to sort of make sure that all of our ni community feel welcome you know i want to see trans people going to cast them I want to see people with disabilities coming in for casting. I want to see different ethnic minorities coming in for casting. I'm not seeing it, and I haven't seen it yet. But I believe that we can see it because yeah. we built this industry. <laughs> right? That's why I believe that we can change it because we built it. You know. So yeah. So the this is what the, the survey is a big right now. Yeah. It's an information gathering hub. 
um, and that's what we were using yeah. it for. And the other thing, Megs, I wanted to say to you as an artist who, you know, yourself has devised and, and created stuff. And and I was I was lucky to be funded through the Arts Council there um, as a solo artist. I'm also a solo artist as well as having the company. And I was lucky to avail of the IERP funding. Um, many people weren't. And uh, that's another topic for discussion. Join us for episode three or whatever episode that's going to be um, to discuss that that whole affair. Um, but it was definitely a, a much needed injection of cash. Um, I feel like we need a bit more of knowledge into when that money's coming because given given us money in November, and obviously it's application dependent, and I understand that, even though I think the principle of that is outrageous, like I have to justify that I'm eligible to be paid. <laughs> like, okay. Um, <laughs> I feel like we need to know when that money's coming because unless your work is picked back up and you're able to resume in the arts or wherever you're working, um, I don't know how long I'm supposed to be uh saving this money for you see what i mean it, it doesn't give me any sense of stability it's it's very it's good but it it doesn't uh, pull me out of the water yes you know what i mean that's what i was what do you think megs do you think you think i'm talking crazy or do you think that makes sense no that makes sense to me and i feel like you know i don't envy funding bodies at the moment because you know they're trying to inject the cash at the right moment to to start everything back up again and god that's a that's a 50 50 bet you know is it now is it four months from now is it you know further down the line so you know i don't envy anybody who's in those jobs trying to make those decisions and what project gets picked and what project doesn't you've told me a little bit about some of the projects that have come to you that sound absolutely amazing and you're describing them to me and i'm like book me a ticket and you're like oh that one didn't get any funding and it's just like so like in the interest of full transparency i have put projects in ahead of my own i've taken my own project out and went this person's is better than mine because the way, i'm a business person so the way i see it is if their product is better than mine uh if i go into the ring with them they're going to beat me right <laughs> so i want to back them in as much funding as possible because then at least I can support them in, in achieving what they want to achieve. And I know anyway, logically, if they go in independently and I go in by myself, they're still going to obtain the funding. They might just need a few tweaks to their application form from a business perspective, but their project is much more viable and sustainable than mine. Mm -hmm. So I have pulled my own work out on numerous occasions to put artists forward that I believe wholeheartedly match the description of the application that match the um or uh, what the intentions for the grants were like I mean to the letter I mean if you were to find dream a dream uh applicant that you wanted to put forward that's who I was submitting you know um and to get a rejection e email back from them and then to go back to the artist and say there is no other reason for me to tell you you've been kicked back other than there was too many people that's the only that's these these fund these funding rings are so oversubscribed that the caliber is like it's like a thin thin needle at the top of a haystack like that's yeah. really what it is and it's just those people and it's 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 gut-wrenching because the projects are so incredible like I like I said, I put them before me. Like I like and as an artist, I'm like, no, that's better. That's better than anything I could dream up or create. What they have is put that in, and to see it get knocked back is, it's it's devastating, and it's a reminder that we're still in this frame of mind of where it, you. It's not enough to just have a good idea. Mm -hmm. As an artist, it's just not enough. You need to be a business person as well. You need to be able to articulate your point well enough. And there's a lot of other stuff that goes into being an artist. Um, and it's, do you have that? And then even when I was going in as a business, I'm going up against massive titans in the community. And that's who we're up against with a project that's maybe mental health focused or maybe uh, focused on uh, the her heritage of Northern Ireland or something like that and we're going up against these massive sharks who have been obtaining funding for 20 years who have I don't know if this is common knowledge but they have bid writers so they have people who are experts in writing the actual application form and then they take a percentage so that's who we're, we were up against um, 
I know that because I knew some of the applicants that went in. So it's oh, it's it's, it's gut wrenching, and as a business owner, it's it's devastating because I would literally bleed my whole heart and soul in this industry to support as many people as possible. Um, and I know, I just like you said, Megs, I know the people on the inside are really gunning for you. They're like, "Come on, let's go. You can get this. You can do this." Um, but at the end of the day, there's only so it's an endless money bag. Um, and it has to be allocated. We're starting to touch on some of the things that people said down in the comments section. Yes. Um, so I think maybe we should have a wee look through so we're not going back over, you know, what other people yeah. have said. Because some, some of these comments are humdingers. <laughs> yeah, so one of the comments in particular I do want to... Sorry, I'm getting messages as I'm on this call. Can you believe I'm so popular? Um... Yeah, the, the one thing before we get under the comments, because there's one comment that I want to read because it just really stood out to me as raw. And um, if you are going to look at the PDF of the survey, you'll see that I've not picked this um, as, a, as biased. I've picked it because it is the biggest comment. Someone has intentionally sat down and went, okay, it's time. And, you know, went the, went the whole nine yards. And I feel like that's, not every comment, every single comment is worthy and every single comment is valued. This comment in particular just really stood out to me and I thought, I need to read that on, on this podcast. Um, and yeah, maybe you're right, just we'll skip right to the comment section because I was going to touch on question 13, which is the reference to 40% people, people feel that there's nowhere to develop or produce content. Um, but that comes up in the comment section. Let me just grab that. Yeah, that's forty percent. Just, just for technical support, do you want to show um, question thirteen? Yeah, pop it up there. Um, I mean, what was just if you see me if my head's moving, um, it's because I'm looking at my laptop. So just in case anyone's like, what is wrong with her? Um, yeah. So forty percent of people said that they feel that there's not a place for them to explore and develop, pr develop and produce content, and if you're reading the comments, you'll see that that's also the case um, in the comment section. Mm -hmm. So will we go to the big comment and dismantle it? Of course. Is dismantle the right word? What's the, what's the Google definition of dismantle? Break down, get into, chew the fat. Yeah, I feel like that was the right word. <laughs> Sometimes I say the wrong words um, and I'm like, I just don't think that was the right word. And then I always wonder, should I wreck it? Should I say, I know that wasn't the right word? Or should I just like go with the flow and see if the other person knows? Earlier, I didn't know the word for avenue, so we're all good. <laughs> I know, I still love you. <laughs> yeah, so let's get to the, I've got my laptop. Let's get to the, the big comment, okay? Now, there will be swearing. So if you're somebody that's offended by swearing, I don't know if I've sworn up until now, if I've swore, sworn in um, before now, um, <laughs> just... Tune in for episode two. I don't know what to tell you. Like it's a big boat world out there, kitten. Um. Okay. So the the comment reads. Sorry. The question is, what do you think the industry needs? Um. Is that right? Aren't I? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If no, what do you think the industry needs? This is question fifteen. It says, more fucking funding from the government is one thing. But the fact is that no matter how much money is divvied out between theatres and theatre companies in NI, the money always finds its way into familiar pockets. The industry needs to implement a new system which acknowledges new and young artists and help them, helps them to find work platforms, work slash platforms. As things stand, anyone new entering the industry is poured out to learning experiences, i.e. a 50-hour uh, per week temporary placement with half or no pay or the dreaded profit share which usually translates the two between £60 to £100 and a handshake for six weeks worth of work and when it's over the contracts that were made the contacts sorry that were made are virtually meaningless nobody is calling up a 20-something amateur for more work if they're throwing in the deep end and every time uh, and every time and are then promptly forgotten about because the next time a hole needs plugged there will be a new 20 something amateur willing to do it for the learning experience this comment literally gives me like 
it's it like it's really emotional to read and um, the first time I read it I've read it a couple of times though I'm not saying it like I've read it a couple of times but it's it, it just gets me all, every time I read it Theatres in Northern Ireland, theatre in Northern Ireland has been finished for some time now and will be for a long while yet. The people who run the Lyric, the Opera House and the Mac are mercenary. Am I saying that right? I think I'm saying that right. Bear with. Um, They know the clientele. uh, They know the clientele. It's the same clientele it has always been. And they're not going to be interested in expanding into other demographics until their current target audience, boomers in brackets, dies. Okay, then maybe we can get to something other than a white, other than white audience targeting, sickeningly non-offensive farces in what are literally our national theatres. Like, <laughs> it literally gets me right in the emotions. Like my heart's like this right now. As like you're speaking some real truth. Okay. Um. Our national theatres, for Christ's sake, was the end of that. Sorry, never wrote this comment, but I just did not add that in there. There's a frail quote, frail quote hanging in the lyric, which underlines the importance of the theatre to the country. And the only thing they want to do is the exact same theatre is educating Rita and the annual British Youth Musical Theatre production. There's a lot of people being thrown under the bus here, but this is an anonymous comment, so relax. And if it suits running the national theatres in this country weren't damaging enough, the theatre companies in NI, um, who many young artists turn to for work and for platform, are only ever interested in working with the same faces. It's all, unfortunately, a back patent ceremony where friends in the business get their friends work and it's always a closed group. If you want to work in the theatre from a backstage point of view, in this country, you're virtually, uh, you virtually require an invitation from the industry's tenured profession, professionals. In the same, prof- this, this is the same professionals who keep the group shut by their own design. Not many of these invitations get sent out. Naturally, theatre as an industry is built on contract work. So getting work off the back of your reputation is expected. But if young people continue to get shut out of opportunities, the industry here is fucking finished and it will have very little to do with how how much got cut from the arts budget. Yeah. I just uh, I I feel like giving that comment a round of applause because it is verbalizing the hurt that so many of us have gone through. I feel like I've been that 20-year-old who's been shoved in to plug a gap there that'll do and then you know, once you get wiser and older and realise, oh, wait, well, you know, there should be a rate of pay for how, how much I'm worth for the amount of time that I've worked. And, and you know, once you twig on to that you have a bit of worth, that's you, right, get the new get the new uni graduates in, we'll, we'll get the new acting school ones in, you know. Um, there's so many great points highlighted in that comment and many of the other comments as well of just people who have lived through it and are hurt by it and I just want to implore those people to stick with us keep commenting keep sharing keep talking about it so that we can come together in some sort of forum to create a better working environment it's not going to happen by just finishing covid and going back to the status quo, then nothing has changed. This is this is the fire we need to be reborn out of the ashes. This is exactly what we need. We can we can change our minds from looking at this as such a disaster that has happened and look at it as a rebirth. And I think that's the energy we need to go in with. And people who who are creative, who are writing really juicy, meaty plays that just deserve to be on the stage like people who have been applying to you for funding we need to come together or else we're still going to get rings run around us by the same people who have been doing it for the past 20 years yeah you're 100 i think that that comment really um was to me that comment was for the 400 voices that i heard Mm-hmm. including my own and like friends family who are also artists just put pat and just put in a little pocket and I just 
I just thought, I just felt it. I felt it in my core. And I felt like, that's why this podcast to me is so important because if we're not going to do it now, when are we going to do it? There's not going to be a good time to break this industry down. Um, and we need to set a new normal with people who are willing to have other people involved who may be better than they are, you know, who may be more skilled or who may have different types of skills. You know, like was I, when I was speaking to artists during the summer and, and companies, people that became companies, um, I said to them, like, I'm not intimidated by what you do. I want to work with you. I know that you can't do what I can do and I can't do what you can do. I'm not intimidated by competition in Northern Ireland, but many people are. Many, many people are. When I was trying to set up as a company, I couldn't get many people to speak to me. And if any of them are watching, they know exactly who I'm talking about. And um, They weren't replying. They, they didn't want to engage with me. It's because when it gets to the funding rings, I'm their competition. But to me, if there's not a demand... Yeah. But if there's not a demand... What we say, Meg? There's a, there's a mistrust, I think, as well, with people who, like us, create, you know, what you have is is your intellectual property. So yeah. people are guarded in, well, I'm not going to tell you my whole idea for, for this production, for this festival, for this, you know, dot, 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 insert project here, because, because I don't want to see you doing it six months down the line. So I feel like if we if we come together as a community, a supportive community, that pushes each other and goes, oh, well, I actually have a friend who has a master's in dance who would be amazing for you to direct. It needs, we need to start coming from a kind place and not a suspicious, um, I'm not going to tell anybody my idea because, um, you know, they might do it. And we need to change that narrative into, I'm going to tell people my idea so that they can help me and raise me up to get it done. Definitely. And I think, People are going to be, when they hear us say this, they're going to be like, yeah, this is great, guys. Um, but the biggest problem is money. Like, I don't want them to think we are like, we want to save the world, you know? Um, the reason this podcast is set up is to get, get more information gathering so that I can formulate a whole plan that will rescue the people in this industry that, that need the support. This isn't like a, oh, well, you know, like uh, it happens. This is a real back into I have a real plan for what I'm what I'm creating here. Um, and it will involve mentors from established performers um, in the industry, which is a lot in the comment section. You'll see that too. It will involve paid work, it will involve sustained work, it will involve young and older um, performers being able to create and collaborate together. It'll involve being able to use spaces and not have to pay £400 for four hours of work. It'll involve you having rehearsal spaces, God forbid, in an actual artistic space <laughs> that did not cost you your left kidney. These are all things that I know that we need. And it's not just enough for me and you to say, Megs, the more people that get behind saying exactly what they need, the more I can streamline exactly what we need, put it all together and then get the plan, get the business plan released, sorted, and be able to, to provide it to the NI community. So this isn't just the, uh, you know, the end. This, this Our survey says is the first episode of a long uh, podcast that we're going to be breaking down, specifically the arts, different areas, and, and talking about um, agents, producers, directors, um, big titans in the community, established companies, companies that uh, have disbanded, it, the whole nine yards and um, plus anything that you guys think in the comment section below um sure like follow all that juicy good stuff um it's not right Megs. am i forgetting anything sure yeah. like and follow just in, in the comments tell us where your barrier is tell us what is coming up that keeps knocking you back and if you have a solution to that problem we can get you on, we can talk to you on the podcast, we can have a chat. Or if you are completely stumped, I keep coming up to this barrier and I don't know how to break it down, then we can go out into the community, ask that question and then invite the people who have the answers onto the podcast to talk about it and, and hopefully break some barriers down. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, 100%. Keep the comments coming in. Um, if you're not comfortable commenting, you can message us over social media to give your comment across if you'd like to remain anonymous. Um, and if you were, if you did partake in the survey and you mentioned your name, that has all been removed. 
um, for the for the um to give the same element of anonymity to you guys. I think this is the first um survey I'm seeing where they've published the results. Um, because like I do serve like I don't do a lot of surveys, but the surveys I do do don't seem to have much of a comeback. I'm like, what's what was that about? <laughs> you know. So this is the breakdown of, of what it is, what we're doing, why we're doing it. Um and thanks for being patient with us as we feed our way through what a podcast is supposed to be like. Um yeah. our second take. I think we did pretty good. I think we should just just decide this is the main one. This, this is the one. This is as it's gonna get. And <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's really all we're gonna cover for today's episode. Uh, we're gonna try and, and, and get another episode up, um, and we'll be targeting, like I said, stuff specific to the industry. We're also open to what you guys think and having you guys on for a chat. This is not like an elitist podcast. By all means, this is set up for the community with the community. So please drop us a bell. Let us know. Um, how you want to be involved if you want to be involved and keep the comments rolling and share 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 with your friends share with your family share with your nan if she knows how to work the internet and you know just live your life <laughs> any any final thoughts mix just if what we have been talking about has really been picking your ears up and you haven't filled in or looked at the survey yet please look at it because what is said in the comments is a lot more eloquent than either of us have put it in this podcast. So please have a look over um, our peers' comments because there, there's a lot of hurt in this survey and I think we need to air it out, we need to shake it off and we need to come up with some solutions and we need your help to do that. Exactly, because we can't do whole theatre productions on our own. <laughs> we need the diversity of you guys. We need the diversity in the industry. Um, we need independent thoughts that's not two people <laughs> you know and um, so yeah thank you very much thanks to our tech support today who has made all of our magic happen on the screen uh with the graphs and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode like i said like share and follow and we will catch up with you guys on the next one bye